Hey folks, this podcast is brought to you by RivianStories.com. Please join us there to get the latest Rivian news, pics, and videos from Rivian owners and true fans. We also have t-shirts, hats, and gear guides for your next adventure. And lastly, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even both. It actually does help us grow and keep making content. Thanks. All right, guys, thanks for joining me. Matt Carter, thank you for coming on here. Uh, We're excited. We have a lot of people in the RS community who have totally gotten into this whole PPF ceramic coating thing. Several people ask us, get an expert on. I'm sure Jimmy R. Schuyler is an expert, but not enough for me. So we're bringing you on, brother Matt. And so we're thankful that you're here. Can I just ask you, yeah, can I ask you to give us just like the 30 second one minute bio, like where you're coming from in this? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've always been excited about all things detailing ever since I was 16. I've been involved in the high end detailing industry uh, since about 2012. So for about 10 years and into PPF uh, since about 2018. So um, I think for the last five years of that, I've, it's kind of been my second full-time job building this business, Detail Peoria. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of um, hobby that's that's taken over my life. And, uh, and I, I just absolutely am super passionate about it. Awesome. Well, I know I'm down the road from you guys, Springfield, an hour away. So depending on how this goes, I might be driving my future R1S to you guys. We'll see. Oh, boy. For here sure. we go. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, last question here about your personal uh, deal. How long have you been working on the beard game? That's uh, important. <laughs> uh, this is all since COVID. So okay. the pandemic hit, and I was like, you know what? We're going to give it a shot. Um, yeah. So yeah. It, it took a good little bit to grow in, but I'm okay. liking it now. Awesome. So PPF, ceramic coating, is what we're going to try and focus on today. I'm just going to ask the first one, then I'll let Skylar or Jimmy ask any follow-ups. A lot of people, and probably most people listening to this, understand PPF. We're going to start on that one. We'll get to ceramic coating later. But PPF is the big one. A lot of people know about it, but could you just give your short explanation of what it is? Yeah, so paint protection film, I mean, you could think of it essentially as like a screen protector for your paint. Uh, so it's there to absorb... Uh, rock chips uh, and some of that damage uh, that really no other protectant can provide for your paint. Uh, so it can absorb things like high impact rock, uh, you know, rock uh, impacts, um, and and it'll take the damage instead of your paint. And so you won't see those chips and that that discoloration from a uh, a section where paint has been removed. Um, and the idea is that it's as inconspicuous as possible. There are some limitations with that. I'm sure we'll get into here, uh, but yeah, the. Uh, the very high level is that, you know, it's, it's there to provide that high impact um, uh, protection for your paint. Okay. So what it is, and we've got a, a couple of the benefits then right out of the gate. Skylar or Jimmy, do you want to, do you want to wiggle in here right now? Do you want me to keep going? What do you think? Yeah, no, I got a quick one. So, so Matt, how does it stand up to crazy X's? <laughs> stand up You're an idiot. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Go ahead, say it again. So he said, "How's it staying up to crazy exes?" <laughs> oh, crazy exes. I mean, it depends on how uh, how crazy they are. <laughs> I mean, there are limitations. It's not a full force field. <laughs> but I mean, it is resistant to <clears throat> a certain degree of scratching. Like, yeah, 
potentially king and and things yep. like that is yeah any any casual uh observer somebody that's like you know i want to key your your ev because i'm you know all about burning liquefied dinosaurs for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, you know they're they're really gonna have to gouge into it to uh um to really get through the film i mean your your normal guy is just going to casually pull his keys out and swipe it while he's going through he's not going to get through the film you're, you're going to have to really work at it so we have a sacrificial layer screen protector is a great way to say it there are some other pros that some people are getting into as far as just look i mean jimmy actually did a stealth wrap i think what i'm going towards here that could be a pro and then to get to the cons, there's, there's these different kinds, right? Can you just talk about like what you're applying at your shop? Uh, yeah. Reputable PPF brands. I think I'm also getting towards like what we sh what should we be looking at, like as far as asking our detail shop uh, before we go forward with this. For sure, yeah. So uh, it's really it's a very growing industry. Uh, I mean, since about 2011, the films have really kind of graduated to this new uh, this new level of quality, uh, where they're really they're not yellowing anymore. Uh, and then they've added things like uh, self healing top coats. So that's really another pro that I didn't touch on before. Uh, you've got that protective layer, but then also uh, you know high quality films are going to have a, a self healing top coat. And what that is. Uh, just a very, uh, the very top layer. If you get, you know, swirl marks, uh, things like wash marks, marring, uh, things that you see in the sun. Some, some people, if you're not, if you're not really familiar with some of these terms, you see like the spider webbing on your paint and the, and the mm -hmm. um, real bright, harsh sunlight. Uh, that type of stuff uh, will self-level uh, with a lot of these films. Um, so, so you know, some people, you know, if you've got really super soft black paint, that could be you know, a major benefit. You don't have to be as careful with your wash process, things like that. Um, you also mentioned, you know, like stealth conversion. So that's that's kind of a part of the industry that's really growing now. Uh, you mentioned that matte finish. You can kind of, um, um, I guess everybody knows PPF for, you know, the gloss versions. It just makes your paint super shiny, protects it. Uh, but there's also, uh, you know, a matte finish on those um, that, you know, whatever color your car is, it'll just make it uh, a matte version of that. Um, mm -hmm. It's not it's not like vinyl, not color change, uh, but it will change the uh, the sheen of your paint, uh, which is really we're seeing, you know, it lends itself well to uh, to these, you know, modern designs. So we see a lot of Teslas grabbing these, um, you know, I. I haven't seen very. I mean, Rivians are, are just coming out now, so I haven't I haven't seen one wrap uh, stealth yet. Mm -hmm. But these modern designs lend themselves well to that kind of luxury finish. Yeah, very cool. Um, there's an El Cap one, which is like a dark gray, uh, kind of. I don't. You you guys have done a few trucks, right? To this point for yeah, Rivian, yeah, we've done four or five trucks. Now. Do you remember the colors? Have you done an El Cap one yet? It's like kind of a dark gray with a little bit of a blue undertone. I know we've done we've done a green we've done a white I think we do have done an L cap granite as okay. well. Okay, so there's like one L cap with a stealth wrap in it. Uh, I, I will say like it it was it was really cool looking. Like it was uh, totally tough. It almost looked like fake. Like it was a computer generated image. Like you know like from the picture. Like the way yep. it diffused light and whatnot. Um, which I think is cool. So the brands that uh, stealth is the brand from like Expel. That's right. Yeah. So can you speak into like brands? And I guess you probably like Expel then. Um, if there's someone like a detailer or someone else's neck of the wood and they're not using that, like what are the questions 
they should be asking or what are I mean, some other would, brands that they might that you might recommend i mean i mean the biggest thing that i tell people to look for is is your installer your installer makes more difference than than what film they're using um uh, that that said there are some you know leading brands uh, you know uh stack s-t-e-k uh, Lumar, uh, SunTech. I mean, the list goes on on, on you know what some of these high quality films are. Um, we te- we go with Expel just because they're the 800 pound gorilla in the room. They they can provide the best support. They they have the most money to throw around into um, you know uh, innovating and um, and they've really backed their product the entire time that we've used them. Um, they they stand behind it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's something that we want to bring into our shop. You know, if our customers are looking at um, you know the type this type of investment um, you know we've seen expel stand behind their 10-year warranty um, so so that's one of the big things for us uh, but really it just comes down to like you know when you're when you're shopping for this stuff I wouldn't get too caught up in that um, okay. you know like I said I do prefer expel but your uh, your installer is is the person that you're going to be dealing with if, if you have a problem with it you want to know that that installer is going to stand behind their install that they're going to stand behind the film that they're uh, that they're you know, putting out into the world because they, they need to do this vetting process that we did as well when we decided to bring in the the, um, the new service into our shop. You know, we, we tried all kinds of different films. We've, we've installed professionally other films as well. And I mean, um, every shop owner is going to have to kind of stand behind that. Okay. So in addition to a shop that's going to stand behind their product, what are the, you say the most important thing is the installer. There's got to be more than just standing behind the product. I mean, this is a skill, right? Absolutely. The quality uh, of it. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, so like, um, so <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll take it back to, to <laughs> yeah. 2018 when, when we wanted to do this in the first place, I was, mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, we had had the demand in our area for a long time. There wasn't really anybody doing it. And, uh, we knew it was something that we wanted to get into. Um, uh, I eventually started, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and I'm like, man, this looks easy. We can freaking <laughs> do this. So we signed up for, uh, uh, for expel three of us from our, our company went down, uh, for three days or four days, it's most of a week to, uh, to install down there. And we, we sat in for like a third, you know, I think the first half day was, was, uh, school learning. And I remember we all went to the bathroom for a break, right, right before we started laying film for the first time and our eyes were just bug eyed <laughs> wide open. And, uh, and yeah, it's hard. Uh, so you're not, um, you're not laying good quality installs until, you know, dozens of installs down the road. So, so I'll pause right here. If you're thinking, you know, some people get the idea that they're going to install it themselves. That's where I was going. Yep. (laughs) Do not like, I'll tell you for, you're, you're just, you're going to end up with a several hundred to, you know, several thousand dollar ball of plastic on your garage floor. Uh, (laughs) Almost guaranteed. Um, yep. or it's just not going to look very good. Um, yep. it, it takes, it takes a long time. It, um, you know, it's, you know, five figures of investment in, in film and tools just to get started. And then, you know, probably five X that in ruined film. Uh, you know, I'm probably way underestimating that ruined film as you're getting up to, up to speed. It's a, it's a very highly skilled, um, process. <clears throat> with, with that being said, what are some of the, best questions to ask to an installer to help kind of vet or validate that, you know, that they know what they're doing and that they're going to do a quality job. 
Yeah, I would uh, I would look to kind of reviews. I, I would try and do some of that research on my own. Uh, try and see what they have out there. Are they are they posting on social media of PPF installs constantly? How long have they been installing film? If they've been installing film for like if they've just brought the service on and they've just had it in for like a year or two, they're they're still in the growing phase and and they're still you know learning on their installs. Um, that said, I mean, they may have brought in, you know, the, then the question that, that I would ask is, you know, how long has your installer been installing film? Um, I guess you can ask what certifications um, your your installer has, but, um, you know, take that with a grain of salt because there's still, like, uh, somebody in my shop isn't going to take a, um, uh, a job through all on their own until at least six months of laying film every day. Uh, they're going to be doing small jobs, and and their their lead tech is going to be kind of managing the quality and and making sure that they have what they need. Um, so so that would be one thing is like how how long have you been offering these services? Um, you know, can you point me to like a portfolio of work? You know, what types of cars have you worked on? You know, how are you laying film every day? Is this something that you just uh, put on? You know, when you get get an inquiry for it every you know once a month that that type of thing. You you want somebody who's laying laying film every day. Yeah. Are there any questions about the technique or process that different installers use that might differentiate a high quality install from maybe a lesser quality install? On on the technique side, there's really there's really not much. You either you can get you can either get the film down, uh, you know, without issue, or you can't. Uh, and and just to kind of describe uh, how this film is installed for for someone who's maybe not familiar with it. Uh, basically, we've got this big, giant, uh, fairly thick, clear sticker that we're trying to manipulate and uh, conform to uh, the contours of your car. And the way we do that is we float uh, with the adhesive side down, obviously. Um, uh, we float that film over the car, and that allows us to stretch it, manipulate it. You can lock certain sections uh, you know, when they're in place uh, by squeegeeing out the water of a slip solution, which is actually water and soap mixture. So you're going to squeegee it out and lock it down, and you're going to continue to manipulate that film around around the panel until uh, you know you've got that you've got it fully locked down. And really, in terms of like the uh, the techniques that you use, you know, there's there's only one technique. It's just being able to to float it and and manipulate that film properly. Um, one question, I guess, that that's kind of come to mind that would be helpful for for someone to ask is. Uh, are you wrapping edges? Are you mm -hmm. doing a yep. custom install, or are you just using pure kits and just aligning aligning the edges? Um, um, typically, that's kind of one of the main differentiators when when people are getting different prices from from different shops for for the same coverage areas. So, can you speak into both of those difference and uh, sure. what you're uh, preferring at this time? Yeah, yeah. So, and and to elaborate the, on that a little bit, um, there are. Um, there are kind of two ways to install film. Uh, one is just a, a bulk install. So you are, you are taking this big sheet of film, you're stretching it over the panel, floating it, locking it down, and then you've got this excess on the edges that you'll trim, um, and, and then you'd wrap them uh, as necessary. And there's also a kit install. So um, one of the reasons that Expel is so big is because it was uh, at the forefront on the software side. They had, you know, the best kits in the industry, and, and it's a computer-generated file uh, that, that has all the panels of the car in it already. So you, you load the film in a plotter, it'll score the film and cut out the exact shape of, let's say, a hood that you're trying to install. 
Um, and then uh, what you'll do is you'll just line up the edges to the edge of the panel. And so you'll be able to see those edges if they aren't wrapped. Um, the caveat to that, and that actually what we do in our shop, is you can modify those kits so that it lines up to the edges mm -hmm. that you can't wrap, and mm -hmm. then you wrap the edges that you, that you can wrap. Um, and it's all a balance between getting as much coverage, as, much, as many wrapped edges as you can get, while still making sure that the film is going to stay down. Um, you need at least um, one-eighth of an inch of flat paint for that film to stick for good. Uh, otherwise, you know, you get some of the guys when they start to really push their installs and, um, and try and get more coverage because that's what, that's what the PPF installers like to do. They like to flex and uh, show that, they're, you know, um, <laughs> that you know, their installs are so much better. They start doing that, and then they're getting edges that lift up over time. So um, they may look good on, on day one, and they're flexing on, on social media, and then you know, they don't, what you don't see is that car comes back, you know, four weeks or six months later, um, you know, has, has to get the panel replaced because the edge came up. Mm. And, and I think that that too has a lot to do with the, uh, the consumer, the customer too. I mean, for me, I was a newbie going into having the truck wrapped and there were some areas that I thought, for instance, being the guy that is getting the truck wrapped that, uh, they could have wrapped edges and then mm -hmm. after after being that guy that was um, I mean I was at the shop almost every day while we like taking pictures and watching him wrap it mm -hmm. uh, watching the installer wrap it and I was like so why aren't you wrapping the edges on for instance the charge port door and there's actually like a little lip um, that he pointed out between the because the, that piece of plastic is actually glued to the mechanism and so since there's that little air gap that you would get, you won't get a good seal. So at that instance, he's like, you don't wrap that. Um, yep. You'll take it right. You'll take it right to that point and then you'll stop because you'll get that air bubble in there because of that, that difference in elevation. <laughs> and then uh, it'll end, you'll end up coming back and I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to be the guy that replaces that. Um, so <clears throat> I think from, from, us too as consumers um there's gonna there's ha there has to be a lot of faith too in the installer that um you know once you once you pick that guy that you trust or guy or gal that you that you trust the work that they're doing and um mm -hmm. and the decisions and the decisions they're making in order to have a good install yeah. or the best install mm -hmm. yeah that's absolutely right yep. um and, and that's where you know uh, and it takes time for these shops to build the reputation, but if you can find one where you've, they've got a lot of rave reviews out there and a, and a good body of work, you know, that they, you know that they've encountered these situations. Or if you see that they've seen a lot of the same vehicle, um, uh, that'll make sense. But yeah, that's a common thing. Um, you know, and we deal with it all the time. Customers think that you can wrap things that that are tough. Um, you know, it, uh, until you've worked with the film, um, yeah, it's um, it can be incredibly difficult, um, mm -hmm. you know, to get the things that, that you know you think you 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 might be able to, you know, coming in with uh, without that background. So as as Kyle said earlier, we had our truck wrapped uh, beginning of this month, and um, the one thing that it took me a little bit to get used to or to get over was 
because of how thick the material is, because some of the radiuses are extremely tight, especially in the R1T, um, there's the relief cuts. Can you speak, can you speak to like the relief cuts in the material? So like, you're not going to get, and I, I guess I'll just kind of spoil my question to you. Like you're not going to get perfect coverage on the vehicle just yeah. because the material can't do it. Can't, it's not magic. Um, That's right. so can you kind of speak to the audience as far as, um, like what they can expect? Um, you know, it's, it's not like wrapping a, uh, 85 Nissan Maxima that was a complete rectangle you know <laughs> yeah yeah. There, there are absolutely limitations to what the film can and can't do and it's and it's very specific to you know what panel you're trying to cover um, uh, what some of the expectations maybe you've set um, for your customer for you know what to expect uh, but it is it is an 8 mil so, so our standard that we install is an expel 8 mil uh, film uh, so that's that's a fairly thick in terms of like uh, you know a, a an automotive film uh, to uh, to put some context that vinyl is about two to three mils thick so mm. you know about the third a third or or less of the thickness of paint paint protection film and so it can't handle the damage it's not gonna um, it's not gonna take you know absorb damage from rock chips but it's a little bit you know it's more malleable, you can heat shrink it, you can, you know, get it around all these uh, curves and radiuses a lot better. Um, whereas PPF, it just, it, it just has limitations. And, and certain areas, if you have a really harsh uh, edge, a uh, really harsh contour or a compound, um, a compound angle, like you've got, you know, you're trying to wrap the point of a square. Um, you've got things that are coming together here and here, mm -hmm. you know, you've, you're, you've got to stretch that film over that section, and and really, it's just never going to look right. Uh, you can only stretch the film so far before it before the adhesive starts to yield, um, and so you're going to see that adhesive. Um, so so you're really just limited there. Um, there, you can only um, you can only do so much, and then and then that's where relief cuts come in. So. Um, you'll you'll add a seam, hopefully in an inconspicuous spot. Hopefully you'll be able to butt that seam up so that you really have to be looking for it to find it. Um, and that's where your more advanced installers are going to excel. They're going to be able to um, make that install more inconspicuous than someone who's only a couple years in. Mm. I'm going to point out something that, that he said that I think is important for people that may not know as much about this. So there are a bunch of i call them color changing wraps and mm. those are vinyl that is a different material from paint protection film and it does not you know provide the same level of protection as ppf so mm -hmm. just wanted to kind of clarify that i mean they're two different products with with different characteristics and mm -hmm. i think sometimes people confuse those and absolutely that is a common misconception if i can elaborate on that slightly too um you know that we get into that a lot with uh expel stealth because people are looking for a, a texture change or uh and and even uh, actually stack and expel uh have some color change wraps out there so expel has a an expel black you can make a panel fully black um stack has uh they're coming out i think they have nine or somewhere between nine and 13 different fashion films is what they call them. So they are color change, but they are thick like paint protection film. But we'll get customers come in and ask for like stealth quote and, um, and you know, we'll give them, 
you know, stealth, you're usually looking at somewhere between, you know, five and $10,000, depending on your vehicle. Well, they'll say, oh, I can get it for two uh, at, you know, in vinyl. It's like it's, you're comparing apples and oranges. So it's, mm-hmm. it's important to know, you know, the one thing that you're not getting with vinyl is uh, uh, one is that protection and two, um, really the quality too. It, it maybe a, a vinyl car will be a five footer. Um, but, um, you know, when you get up close, you're going to see the squeegee marks and, and then it ages poorly over time. Whereas the, the protective films will, uh, especially if you go with something like gloss black, it's going to look like paint. It's going to be hard to tell that it's not paint. Whereas a, a gloss vinyl, you're just going to, it's going to be, you're going to see a lot of marks in it, install marks. Mm. Great points. So I'm hearing a, a couple cons. We haven't got into the cons yet. And you mentioned five to 10 grand. That could obviously yep. be a con to anyone, Absolutely. you know, as far as just the, in, in the cost there. Um, I hear another con just that like, depending on the experience of the installer, you could run into problems with it peeling, with it showing seams and those seams can attract dirt and all kinds of, you know, the seam just gets worse over time. <laughs> and then you kind of just wish it was off. I mean, just trying to give a fair shake to people out there. Can you mention any other cons? Sure, yeah. Um, it's not a miracle material. Um, so so we, we, you know, nobody's developed a force field yet. We can install <laughs> force field on your car, make nothing hit it. You know, that would be the ideal. You wouldn't be able to see anything, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you mentioned it too. Yeah, uh, exposed edges. Yeah, there are limitations with the film. They're um, one of the best things. Uh, my good buddy, uh, Jason uh, Otterness of Chicago Auto Pros, mm-hmm. uh, coined this, or at least this is where I heard the term. It's it's paint protection film, not paint perfection film. And as mm-hmm. much as you know, the the end goal is to make the install as inconspicuous as possible. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, there are limitations. So you've got um, yeah, those exposed edges can um, you know uh, attract dirt over time. Uh, we're trying to hide those in places where you're not going to be able to see them. The seam should be butted up enough that that you're not going to get any buildup there. But like you know. You mentioned it too. You know the um, that kind of has to do with the the ability of your installer, um, and, and then of course the cost. It's not it's not cheap, uh, especially if you're t- when you start talking about doing a full car. So you'll see most people just focus on the high impact areas, front bumper, front part of the hood and fenders, maybe the rockers, or you go the full the full hood and fenders, and and that can be. You know, a good level of protection. That's going to be most of the areas that the rocks are are going to see where you're going to see damage like this. Um, but yeah, it, it can get expensive. My mm-hmm. my, uh, you know, counter to that point uh, that I just made would just be that, um, you know, you if you save yourself from a repaint of a panel, you're keeping that OEM paint, which is going to always be at a higher quality than than what you're going to get at a body shop, as that was sprayed in a multi-million dollar you know spray booth you know setup specifically to, to run, you know, these cars through during the manufacturing process versus, um, you know, you get a good body shop, they'll do a very good job, but, you know, you're never going to get exactly that OEM quality uh, of that paint back. Mm-hmm. Good. That's super helpful. All right. So I have, uh, to me, like maybe the, the biggest question, but I, I'm sure it's so difficult to answer. The question goes something like, who is PPF for it might be like more what vehicles PPF for, but it's probably more like who is it for uh, the yeah. owner and 
I don't know what I'm trying to ask here besides like who should be looking for this. Um, and maybe it's a certain personality type. Cause you mentioned before like paint swirls, which Jimmy mm-hmm. will not, will not stand. He will not put up with it. And mm-hmm. Jimmy's car, like I had drove his model S and it's like immaculate. Right. And so I think that like 100% like PPF for him is like, absolutely, Jimmy, you got to get it. <laughs> but there might be some other personalities like, mm, if you're not going to take care of it and you know, if you're just going to, cause it's like you said, it's not uh, magic. So you're gonna have to take care of it and stuff like that. Can you just kind of speak into like who it's for and maybe yeah. who it's not for? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, if, if you're bothered by rock chips, if that if that bothers you, then you weigh that against the cost of the paint protection film in those areas. That's 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 who it's for. It's it's for 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 the people who want to protect the paint on their ideally newer car. Uh, mm. Ideally, you you get it protected from the outset, and you're not and you've you know kind of protected that OEM paint. Um, but I guess if you're if you're somebody who kind of treats their car as an appliance, it's just a way to get from A to B. Uh, if you're like some of our customers who come in and, and they're like, well, I'd just like to, you know, pull my car out when it rains and then that'll clean it off well enough and I don't ever have to wash it. That's really what I want. Well, there's really no solution for that. Well, just, I mean, you're going to get what you get. So <laughs> that I, type of, and maybe PPF isn't the right the right answer, um, you know, if, if, if that's the way you're going to care for it. So I, I guess I would say PPF is honestly, it's, in my mind, it's more beneficial for more people than ceramic coatings are. Ceramic coatings okay. you have to take much better care of in order for them to continue to perform over the long haul. Uh, paint protection film, um, you know, really if it gets if it gets too dirty, you know, I, I guess the, the big trick would be etchings. Uh, so you don't really want to polish on paint protection film. Uh, you can do to some extent, uh, but as long as you're keeping, you're keeping, keeping your car clean enough that you're not developing harsh uh, bird bird dropping or bug or water spot etchings. Um, then you know PPF. If you if you can commit to caring for it in, in such a way that you won't be encountering some of those those issues, um, you know, then I would say it'd be a good good idea to consider. Skyler was going to say something. Go Skyler. Really quick aside, and I think it's hilarious that you mentioned like car outside to clean the car because (laughs) the oak pollen has been absolutely insane down here in texas my truck was yellow before we got two inches of rain today so i was like yes my truck's not yellow anymore (laughs) it's so true and so i want to ask a follow-up on that you go so like you know like if you're gonna commit to i just want to know if i get ppf what's the minimum I'm looking for just as far as like cleaning it, like with, with soap and like hand cleaning it. I'm assuming like, you know, I'm not taking it through my wife's uh, monthly pass that has the, you know, the automatic stuff going around. And so are we talking like, okay, you need to hand wash it once a week or, and I know so much of it depends on if I'm in a garage or under Skylar's Oak tree. (laughs) So, but can you give me, I'm, I'm looking for feedback here. I'm looking for you yeah. to tell me whether I should do this, Matt. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. So, so I'll say, I'll say, this is what I tell all my customers that come in for PPF or ceramic coating. The absolute ideal for a daily driver is that you hand wash it once a week. So it's okay. just a part of your normal weekend routine. You hand wash the car. You're going to be in great shape. Okay. Um, I don't do that myself. I can't, I, I'm doing, I have a full, actually a lot of people don't know this. I have a full-time job outside of what I do in detailing 
and detailing for the last five years has been a full-time job for me as well. So no way. <laughs> I barely wow. wash my car. So you can make it work, but I, you know, I'll tell, uh, you know, like what I tell my customers, if you can commit to at least washing it once a month, you're going to be okay. Um, that, that can be an automatic wash with PPF, uh, but you're, you're going to wear through that, um, that self-healing layer over time. You, mm. it, it's really, I, I, I cannot, um, let's see, I don't know how to phrase this. I, I can't really condone using the brushed washes that are, you know, with the, um, the you, if you're going to do automatic, you should be touchless. Yeah. All right. So once a week is like, you're good. You can make this, you can keep a high quality finish on this PPF on this five grand you just spent for, you said a 10 year warranty. Yeah. I mean, is it still looking good? Like after five, seven, nine years, or are you like, man, I want to rip this off? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the new films are, are uh, standing up to those type of time frames. Okay. I, so yeah, I put my film on, uh, my focus. Uh, so when this was even when probably my sixth install, so I did it myself. Um, and that was 2018, so uh, four years, and and it still looks just about a, as good as the day I installed it. Actually, a little bit better because some of the, you know, where I talked about that adhesive stretching, so it was like my sixth install. So I had some of those marks in there. Uh, those uh, take that kind of time frame to to even out. So those look better than the day I installed it, just because that was interesting a, uh, install error. Um, but yeah, that you know, five to ten years, it's it should still be looking very good. Yeah. And then you mentioned this before, but <clears throat> if it's the clear version, it's essentially not going to change the appearance. If anything, will it appear glossier or yes. not? Okay. If anything, it'll yeah. appear glossier. Because you've got a thicker layer of film on there. So you're adding some depth mm -hmm. to that paint. Um, so then that's another sales point for our 10 mil. So our 10 mil is, is something that we, we offer as well. It It's maybe more for like things like maybe for Rivian, if you're going to off-road the truck more, uh, it's going to be able to stand up to, you know, more damage. It's thicker, uh, but then it also will be slightly glossier as well, uh, just because it that added thickness and depth. They also have a, a 13 mil, don't they? The Expel Armor or something like that? Oh, you're... I haven't dealt with it at all. They, they might... Yeah, but... What is it's, it? Is it called like track armor or something like something that? Something like that. And it's got like, um, it's almost got like an orange peel effect to it for more. Oh, like you yeah, would, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like you would put it more on like your rocker panel areas. Mm -hmm. or, I mean, you could do your whole vehicle, but I'd, I'd hate to be the installer for that job. Yeah. So uh, like as you increase that thickness, the difficulty of install goes up, you know, as you go. So. All right, so this has been helpful, and we still haven't got to stinking ceramic coating, so we have to get there. Uh, sure. Give us, like, the overview on that, what it is mm -hmm. and how you describe it. Yeah, so ceramic coating is just like the sealants and waxes that have come before it, um, except they perform better for longer. Uh, so what it does is it beads water, and it doesn't want stuff to stick to it. So uh, your car is going to stay cleaner in between washes. It's going to be easier to wash. And uh, what I tell everybody is, you know, when you wash it, it looks like it's been freshly polished. So if you're doing a good job of uh, using safe wash practices, you're not going to the automatic uh, car wash with the spinning brushes that are adding swirls to your paint, uh, then it's going to look like it was freshly polished. You're going to have that really deep gloss uh, and shine, and it's going to be easier to maintain. Okay. That's one of the number one things that, that I've heard is, you know, bugs, which is a big issue down here in the springtime 
bugs come off easier. Yep. Bird bird messes. I mean, all of the things, and and much much easier to keep clean. And yeah, does have hydro hydrophobic properties, which I know that that certain PPF films claim to have that too. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me personally, I think what I might do is protect the the front, the impact areas with PPF and potentially do ceramic on the rest of the vehicle is kind of what I'm absolutely thinking. and over the PPF too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Matt, can you speak to the differences in PPFing paint versus I'm sorry, in ceramic coating? paint versus ceramic coating PPF. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, the ceramic coating m might last a, a tiny bit, uh, shorter time frame on, on PPF, but honestly, what I've seen, um, it, it's pretty comparable and we, we state the same, um, the same durability levels on, on PPF versus paint. Um, and that's been my experience on my personal vehicles as well. And, you know, it seems to, uh, it, it performs the same way. It's doing the same thing for your PPF as it's doing for your paint. Keep making it easier to clean. It beads water, um, makes it shinier. And, um, um, yeah, I really haven't noticed uh, really very much difference um, in, terms of, in terms of durability. Sorry, with PPF, there's even a warranty from Expel for 10 years, so you can expect a lifespan. If you take care of it for 10 years, what about ceramic coating? Like how long? Ceramic coating uh, depends on the manufacturer. Some of them offer a guarantee. Uh, with that guarantee, though, there are going to be more caveats. Uh, you're going to have to have your paint inspected periodically. You're going to have to commit to, uh, with some companies, uh, you're going to have to commit to coming in for an exterior detail, you know, periodically. Um, this is this is where you know if you're really not like on the fence on like how well you're going to care for your car, that's where. Um, there are going to be less people, I guess, where ceramic coating makes sense where okay. than, than PPF. Uh, I think PPF can maybe stand up to a little bit more abuse versus if you really want your ceramic coating to perform and, uh, and continue to perform for the long term, you have to keep it clean. Good um, to know. What will happen with a ceramic coating is it, it, it won't kind of like flake away. You know, people think that, oh, the ceramic coating is going to go away or it's going to flake off or, or deteriorate over time. That's not the, not the case. Ceramic coatings are like two to three microns thick, if that. So if, if, uh, for, for example, a human hair is something like 90 microns. Um, so it's, it's incredibly thin layer uh, that's, uh, that's permanently bonded to your paint. Mm -hmm. What happens, though, is the hydrophobics will break down over time because bonded contamination has built up on that surface. So you're going to start that, that bonded contamination is going to break the water okay. tension. And so you're, you're, the performance that you're seeing in terms of water beating and that self clean effect, uh, and the gloss essentially that you're, that you want that ceramic coating for is going to be degraded by bonded contamination. So that's why I say keeping it clean is the most important thing. Um, and if you can, and if you're not going to commit to that, the ceramic coating is not going to last for you and you're going to have to have it redone or, um, you know, have a, have a detail done. Okay. So that's helpful. Yeah, go ahead, it, Skylar. It is. It is. And I'm probably more in the wash the car once a month camp. I mean, is that mm -hmm. not enough? For you traffic? can make that work. I, I make that work, but I'm also doing more intensive details when I go to do it because I've, I've got access to all this stuff and all the training and all that. 
Um, I will say it will it will take more effort. You're going to have to do more of the like chemical decontamination. Um, um, there are there are things that can help bring a coating back and help unclog them. Um, what what might be helpful if you're at the once a month, like if I had a customer that said I, I want to wash my car 12 times a year, uh, I would I would encourage them to find um, maybe a self serve or a touchless wash that you can do in between. So maybe do a hand wash once a month, uh, if, and then and then in between you do like a touchless wash that has very good uh, uh, spot free water. So so that way, you know you're you're you have some in-between step that's helping to keep the paint clean uh, in between your washes. Yeah, because, I mean, one thing to consider, too, at least that I've read in my installer and, and the shop owner told me about, too, for our truck was um, while ceramic does have water, you know, hydrophobic properties, uh, hard water will, will remain. Like, that's a thing, you know. So, I mean, if you've got hard water, definitely give your vehicle a, a a soft water rinse or a, a filtered water rinse because you'll end up with <clears throat> excuse me you'll end up with water spots yeah yeah if you ever let hard water um, dry on the surface and it deposits those you know uh, uh, they call them total dissolved solids that they, they deposit those solids onto the paint usually that's calcium um, you know all this other stuff that's dissolved in our water um, and if you leave that little ring there, that ring of those contaminants, uh, and, and leave it to do a couple of, of um, heat cycles in the sun, uh, it will it will etch the paint or the PPF or whatever it's it's on there. And, and then if it's on paint, you can polish it off. If it's on PPF, then you've got to hope that you've got a good enough water spot remover. It hasn't etched bad enough that uh, um, that it needs you know more intrusive uh, intrusive things. That's one of the reasons I. I really like Modesta. That's our top of the line coating. Is that they, they have a topper uh, that has carnubas and paraffins in it. Uh, so it has organics that can help deal with some of those um, deposited, you know, those deposits that are in the water. Uh, it'll help deal with those, keep them from bonding to the paint and, and etching the surface. That that is kind of typically what what most people. That's like one of the biggest uh, cons, I guess, to ceramic coatings. They bead water so well. That you know, if when that water sits there on the surface and dries, then you you're left with the water spots. Um, so that's that's why the regular washing is important and uh, being able to get get those uh, contaminants off the paint before they etch. That's a lot. It is. <laughs> it is. It makes it more. It makes it more difficult to choose. I can see why now. You kind of said that maybe PPF would would suit more people than ceramic and what's interesting is kind of coming into this i was like thinking uh if i had to do one maybe i'd just do the ceramic because it's just going to make cleaning easier you know makes get the bugs off easier you know, i've got three kids and 18 jobs like you carter or matt and uh, i'm just like you know when am i gonna have the time to you know do all this so i just kind of want minimal maintenance and ceramics almost sounds like more maintenance and i'm like okay so if I don't do that, then I'm back to like wax. And then, you know, so tell me about then wax. Like I'm going to put that just on the PPF. I'm going to, you know, get it on there twice a year and, and continue well, on life that way. If, if I guess, uh, if you aren't taking care of your ceramic coating, that means you're also not taking care of your paint. Your paint's still going to get, you know, water spots as well, bug bombs. 
uh, things like that. It's just you you can polish that off and put another wax on uh, when you get down to it. Um, uh, whereas if if you have to go and remove water spots uh, or if you have to remove etchings from from whatever it comes from, um, when you do that polishing process, you're removing the ceramic coatings so and you have to reapply it. That's that's why why it's more important on the ceramic coating side but it, those those things that i discussed there that's important for maintaining all all paint uh, mm -hmm. regardless you can do like you said use like a sealant or a wax um and it just has to be reapplied periodically so like a wax you're looking at maybe a month uh, so you've got to do that 12 times a year mm -hmm. um sealants you can get a good four to six months out of okay <laughs> Sealants four to six months, and then ceramics. If I'm if I'm hand washing twice a month, or uh, if you're hand washing twice a month, that's that's you know kind of you you should get maximum durability out of it. Um, so you're looking at we and it depends on on ceramic coating, but we have three options in our shop, for example, that go anywhere from two to three to like seven to ten years. Oh wow! So de depending on which one you go with. Yep. Um, you can get those kind of durability levels out of it. Yeah. And for whatever reason I had in my mind, like three years, if you, if you stay up to date with it and, and take care of it, but seven, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Skylar, Jimmy, what are you guys thinking? I've just got one more question and it's kind of rolling back to prep for PPF. So do you commonly do paint correction prior to installing PPF? That is a very good question. Uh, the detailer in me, when I when I first started this, would say yes, you absolutely want to make the paint absolutely perfect before you put PPF on. Uh, one thing that we've learned as we've gotten into this industry is that um, anything that you can get out with a polisher, uh, you won't be able to see through PPF. Uh, and so we've taken cars. Some people have brought in like a jet black um, Audi that he had us do a full car on. Uh, and he's very particular. You could tell he was OCD. He could see the swirls uh, that were in it. And I, you know, I've worked with it enough that I'm just confidently say, you can spend the money. You absolutely can. I can polish the paint to perfection before I do it. You can spend that extra grand, fifteen hundred bucks, with me to have me perfect the paint. But at the end of the day, when the PPF is on, you won't be able to tell the difference whether I did or not. Um, some people, uh, that's not to say that I won't do it. You know, some customers will say, yes, I do want to spend that. Even though you've told me that I want, I just want, you know, to know that my paint was perfectly pampered and, and taken care of. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, at the end of the day, it, I tell all my customers this, you know, m most of the time you, you don't need to correct under the paint, uh, unless, unless just, unless you just want to, um, just just to know that it's perfect under there even though even though you can't you wouldn't be able to tell the difference yeah so i i have a follow-up question that is kind of specific to rivian so mm -hmm. a lot of the earlier paint jobs that that we've seen coming out there is a good amount of orange peel in there mm -hmm. i mean does ppf take care of that and if not how or well or maybe regardless how how would you take a look at potentially trying to fix that can most yeah orange peel be fixed yeah for orange peel really the only way that you can you can deal with that is to uh to wet sand the car uh and with any brand new car these days my recommendation would always be just to leave it uh, because oems have dialed in the absolute minimum amount of paint that they've got to put on to have acceptable results 
uh, in terms of durability and there's just not enough to work with so like the wet sanding thing for me is for a fully repainted like custom job on on something where they've you know the body shop has put on a good usually they put on probably double the amount of paint than what OEMs do um, or uh, if you've got something that just isn't gonna see the elements that much so like a very very high-end car a lot of people will will wet sand to perfection uh, because it's just not going to see the daily driven abuse. It doesn't need all that clear coat like a like a daily driver would. Um, that all said, if you're wrapping the whole truck, you're going to end up with the orange peel of the film. So the film film has some peel to it. Um, there's it, nothing is perfectly flat, uh, but it is usually better than than your OEM paint. And so then you know that film, you'll you'll end up with the film, the texture of the film versus the the paint that you're applying it over. Uh, but again, if you're only doing parts of the truck, you're only going to end up with that texture on the parts that you install the film on. Yeah, no, makes makes perfect sense. And I'll I'll go on the record and say that orange peel doesn't really bother me that bad. I know that some people are very particular, but yeah, it's one of those things where in a lot of cases you have to be looking for it. A lot of people don't even know what it is, right. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't bother exactly me. Right. Uh, you you obviously don't know this, Matt, but we took delivery on the. I don't know. You already forgot. We took delivery on the fifth, fifth of April, and April fourth. April fourth. Um, thank you. Sorry, April fourth, mm -hmm. and uh, literally on the fifth. That's where that's where the fifth came into play. Mm -hmm. Fifth, I met Kyle and my and our guide Sarah for breakfast on the morning of the fifth, and then. Immediate, like we didn't even drive it that day. The day we took the Larry, we didn't drive it at all. Um, how quickly cool. should people bring in their vehicle? <laughs> yeah, so you should get it uh, day one as little low miles as possible uh, because you can pick up chips. Um, you'll you can pick up chips just immediately in the first couple of miles, um, and, and it, you'll just be kicking yourself if you if you went and drove. So. I guess I'll, I'll say this, I, I've got lots of customers that, that order new vehicles and so like I'm very sensitive to the fact that, especially in this day and age, a lot of times you're waiting months if not longer. Uh, so you're, you're chomping at the bit to get this thing, you finally get it and you just want to drive it. Um, if you can just hold off, uh, and what I'll say is just get in contact, you know, do your research. As soon as you put that order in, you know you're, you're getting a new vehicle, start your research on the shop. And, and get on their books. So uh, that's what I do with all my customers. You know, if you if you have a tentative delivery date, we will plug in a slot for you. Um, because you know, if, if that date gets pushed down the road, uh, you know, we can always pull people up in our schedule. People always like getting you know their PPF done sooner rather than later. And and really, we want to try and get you a slot as soon as it gets there. So you have minimum wait time, uh, and also we're protecting the paint right off the rip. Um, because there's nothing, there's nothing worse than you've got brand new paint and, and in the first 10, 100 miles, you, you pick up a chip and, and then you've got a, I mean, you've, you're going to, you can touch it up, but you're still going to be able to see it, especially if you know where it is, you'll be able to find it under the PPF and you'll just, this is not fun. <laughs> so Jimmy, you're super smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, um, Go, yeah, I, well, let me just say this. Like, I think the one reason, the other reason why I, I wanted to go PBF, other than the fact that this was the nicest and most expensive vehicle I've ever bought in my entire life, is, um, one, I plan on keeping this thing for a while. I have no desire to sell it. 
and um, I mean, even if a newer, better, you know, whatever version Rivian might come out with next comes out, um, that'll be that'll just end up being Beagle number two. Um, but like, the cool thing to consider is, granted, I did pay a stupid amount of money to get this thing completely wrapped in stealth and ceramic coated, but after ten years or eleven years, maybe this thing, maybe it goes eleven or twelve years, and I've still got the truck, and the wrap is finally coming apart. That paint underneath is gonna look like the day it was painted because exactly the, the truck hasn't the paint hasn't been touched by anything at that point you know um yeah so that's it's definitely yeah, something to consider with that too um I, I bought a 2004 audi s4 when i first started my job at cat and it was a plus to me because it had a partial front paint protection film on it um, and eventually, you know, that was done with early films. It, it was, you know, showing signs of age. So we eventually did remove it. But when I did, I mean, my car looked brand new at, you know, that front end, um, you know, wasn't all chipped up and road rashed and, and people could tell, I mean, I, I had people asking me, you know, when I got my new car, you know, people, you know, that couldn't tell by the body style that it was 10 years old. But I mean, when it was 10 years old, I had a guy in, in the car. I was like, when'd you, when'd you buy this? Like 10 years ago. <laughs> Yep. Nice. Yeah. So, so Matt, like, uh, we'll we'll let you go here soon, but you mentioned people waiting a few months for you know a car and then they want to drive it. I pre-ordered November twenty eighteen. <laughs> My oh. Rivian. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking three and a half years, and then you know I'm in Springfield. It's uh, from normal, so they have an option that I could pick it up from the factory. Which is cool because, you know, you're at the factory and sometimes there's a little tour and you get to meet some more of the team and, you know, who knows it. And I just thought that'd be a cool experience. But then I'm driving at 60 miles home. Mm -hmm. Then I got to get to Peoria. It's another 60 miles. Is it just a lost cause at that point? Or is it like, no, I mean, it's just we're going to touch up some stuff and you're going to know it's there. But then you still get to protect the rest of the 100,000 miles. Um, Talk me through that. Yeah, that... So, I mean, a, a lot of people will go that route. I mean, they, they, it won't come straight to us from the, from, uh, the dealership all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some precautions that you could take. Uh, so Expel sells what they call a, a track wrap. So they sell it in just these little strips that are, you know, yay, yay long. And you can mm-hmm. apply that yourself when you take delivery. It's going to look like garbage mm-hmm. uh, when, you put, when you put that on there. But at least it's protecting the paint until it gets to us. So you won't pick up any extra rock chips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, alternatively, if you can arrange it such that you just take it straight from Bloomington to our shop and we have it, you know, uh, scheduled that way, then you kind of minimize that risk as well. Um, but I would say that there are a lot of customers that do that and, and you might not pick up a chip. Uh, there, there are other things you can do if you, if you make sure that on the highway you're, you keep way more distance than you would normally um, mm-hmm. so that you're not catching rocks. That's, that's where the big damage happens is on the freeway. Uh, especially mm-hmm. around this time of year, you've got all the potholes that have been filled. All those potholes are getting ripped up, um, you know, over time. And that, you know, um, at least here in Peoria, they they do a garbage job of uh, of tamping and sweeping up after themselves. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just littered with gravel out there until it gets cleaned up, you know, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, staying away from um, big trucks. So you could just stay off the freeways entirely, take backcountry roads, and then keep your distance from anybody until you get paint protection film on. I do know someone that actually had their Rivian delivered directly to the PPF shop. 
Right. You could. We've had. Yeah, we've had deliveries like that too. I mean, the ideal situation is is it's delivered to us with the protective wrapping on it from the factory, and we just pull that off, detail it, put the film on. You've got absolute best paint that you can at mm-hmm. that point. So this would be a good time to plug Detail Peoria, just in general, and um, we'd love to do that maybe more in the future. But you guys are an hour away from the factory, um, so obviously just anyone listening out there that is going to pick up from the factory, I just want to put that plug in. Like maybe you could drive it straight over to Peoria, which is about an hour away. Um, Maybe you could even get it up on a truck to where you're not on the actual road and you're just getting it pulled behind. Do you guys do transports? Uh, we actually do uh, the so the owner Scott and Sue they have mm-hmm. an enclosed trailer, uh, which which they've uh, done a couple pickups so far this year. So we could arrange yep. that. Uh, Bloomington's a little bit of a, a drive, so there'll be a charge there for that transport. Mm-hmm. But uh, then it's enclosed and you know, yep, uh, you know, brought right to us. Yep, I asked that because I got to speak to Scott on the phone real quick. And he mentioned that he had that uh, ability because I was like, man, I'd I'd love to kind of get your guys' name out there and, you know, who knows, maybe we could, as far as like the radius you guys pull from, maybe it could work. Yeah. But that's something to think about. Oh, man, how horrible would that be, Jimmy? Come on, Skyler. Me showing up at the factory and then just waving goodbye as it gets pulled <laughs> off on the trailer. <laughs> worth it. I'm telling you, worth I, it. The peace of mind I, knowing that your baby is protected. I mean, that's what it comes down to is personality. Like, you know, the peace of mind. Are you the type of guy or gal that will have peace of mind? Are you the type of person who's like, I wonder how many rock dings I have in my Tahoe, and it's like four thousand, you know, and I I haven't noticed a single one yet. <laughs> like, I I do get back to the personality behind, you know, the the owner being a big fat factor. Think about Julie's uh, Julie's purse hitting a door. Think about Julie's rings when she's when she's reaching the door handle. Um, the kids riding their bikes or walking their bikes by the truck. Um, you, you know, there are so many other variables other than rock chips when you're doing a full wrap to consider um, that little bit of extra protection um, across the entire vehicle. Or, or if you just decided to do the front, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's just a lot of people in this world that are um, way less considerate than everybody else. And you could probably cut this out because people <laughs> in general, um, I'll just stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are right there as far as a full wrap. Like, you know, um, we have a three-car garage, but in one of it's like our, you know, mower, and then we have two cars, and our house is Grand Central. I mean, there's got to be a million times per summer where some kid is riding a bike in between our two cars and right down the, you know, Jimmy's like cringing up to mm-hmm. this point. My life has been like, up, oh, it's a car and I'm raising kids, not cars. You know, it's again, it's a personality thing, but you right. know, will I feel different when that's my brand new, uh, Rivian? Yeah, I'm sure I will. It won't be like, oh. I mean, cause I've gotten dents in my car from balls and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, again, I'm raising kids, not cars. That's just my personal kind of philosophy in life that, it's things, you know, and things are things. And so uh, right. it's going to be a tough but, one for me. Yeah. But, but <laughs> well, things, like, I mean, this is your first brand new car ever. Ever. Yeah. And, and that, <laughs> that goes 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm built different just because one, we mm-hmm. don't have kids. Um, yeah. And as you saw, my 2017 Tesla Model S with almost 80,000 <laughs> miles looks brand new for the most part, minus yeah. the rock chips in the front because we bought it. You know, we bought it used. Here's the deal. I understand like protecting the new investment, although investments increase in value and granted because of the supply of and demand of current Rivians, uh, you know, it might actually increase in value like a new car never does, but we've seen that. But long-term 10 years from now, if I have pristine paint versus, you know, paint that I've just taken care of normally, it's not like I'm going to like all of a sudden have a car that's appreciated so much more than not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so, what I will say is you'll you'll be at the top of the market though too. If you if your car shows like it's new when you're going to sell it, okay. you know, that has a big effect. I had a you know, one of the guys that I had uh, helped build this business with, you know, sold a just a beat up old Civic. Okay. Uh, but he, he sold it for like one or two grand over market uh, when he sold it because he the paint was polished perfection, mm-hmm. twenty year old car, but the paint looked you know brand new like a detailer had it. Yeah, and I saw similar things with my Audi when I sold it. Um, you know, it was uh, you know the paint just looked fantastic, and and that that has you can command um, you can command a, a higher market value. You can be at the top of the market there. Yeah, and I have actually done numbers on that, like how much, and I've heard, I've heard that kind of it's like you yeah, you can probably get about a grand or two more, uh, in perfect condition. So it's less than what you put into it, but over yeah. time, you know, yeah. So it is. I think for me, it's going to be what kind of balance can I strike? You know, we all need to get deals from Detail Peoria. That's what we need. <laughs> and I'll just yeah. defer to Scott for that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler, uh, Jimmy, do you have anything else? And then Matt, is there anything that we haven't asked that we should? Is there are probably a few specific things that that maybe some customers would think of to ask that that others wouldn't. But I, I think we've covered a fair bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the yeah. the products are there to help keep your car looking as new as possible for as long as possible. And uh, you know, we've talked about the the pros and cons of each. Um, it can be expensive, but uh, it's long ter- the, the idea is long-term protection versus, you know, washing and waxing your car constantly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the alternative, if you want your car to look as shiny as it will, uh, for as long as it will, is to come in for, you know, 100 to $200 to $300 service every six months or every year. Um, so, so that's the other, the other financial side of it is maybe you, you need less, less of the detail uh, shop. Uh, input over the life of the car to keep it looking its best. So good point. Um, but yeah, no, I think we we hit quite a bit of oh. the the stuff. But I, oh yeah, I got out of anything I, that I wanted to say. I didn't expect to go for an hour. Yeah, we did a lot. I knew we, I knew we could do it, guys. <laughs> actually, I do. Have, right. I do have one more actually. Um, <laughs> sure. And it's uh, I know for us in particular. With with a stealth wrap or any type of matte wrap from any of the companies, you got to be careful that you're not using things that actually shine up the yes uh, the wrap. So just um, definitely follow the uh, instructions or Googleize the instructions as far as uh, looking for what to clean your vehicle with, because even soaps leave. Um, like a glossy finish so there's actually soaps for matte wraps there's uh quick detailers for matte wraps 
something to Absolutely keep in mind. Absolutely great point. Uh, because if you do get some of those gloss enhancers, not only will it create that little sheen, uh, but it can get blotchy. And that's the really thing that, that you want to get away from. And you, you brought up the perfect points there. Um, and I would say this with all ceramic coatings too, you want to avoid soaps with, uh, a, a lot of them have gloss enhancers because they those companies want their product to make your car look as shiny as it can. So you use the wires, you know, with a, with a gloss enhancer in it, and then your car looks better, and then you buy that product again. But, you know, when you get into these things, that's adding something on top of the protection that you already have. And then, you know, that fantastic point uh, with a matte finish, that is absolutely something that you don't, you don't want. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll end it like this. If you have any other questions, we've covered them all, but if there's one more that we've missed, reach out to Matt or just the team, go to detailpeoria.com. And there's other good resources out there. Everything's on YouTube, but none better than Matt. Matt, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Hopefully I'll meet you sometime in person soon. Uh, that's a Rivian word we'll educate you on later. Uh, it's an inside <laughs> joke, but as you three and a half years soon, right? You get it? <laughs> but um, yeah, we do thank you for all your time. You've been a great sport. You've given us a ton. And so thanks. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks a lot, thanks Matt. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it, buddy. You bet. Okay, folks, that's it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or both. Again, it actually does help us grow and keep making content. And remember, we hang out with the amazing community over at rivianstories.com every day. Joining is completely free, so please hop on over there and we'll chat with you soon. Again, that's at rivianstories.com. Thanks.